podcasts have a problem. Think about it. How many podcasts did you start and abandon before you found this one? Every article that promises podcasting's greatest hits features the same 10 shows everyone's already heard of. And the podcast app that you're playing this on, they're recommending the same podcast to you that they are to your high school gym teacher. Heard FM, a personalized podcast app, believes you deserve a unique podcast experience with recommendations tailored to your interests. Because when you recommend the same thing to everyone, you're not giving anyone the attention they deserve. When you download the app, you'll set up your interest profile. And every Monday, you'll receive a new batch of podcasts that are made just for you. So stop looking for podcasts. Herd FM already found them for you. Download Herd FM on iOS and Android now. Uh, another vampire's trash. These Gen Z new turns have no respect for territory. These woods used to be my dumping grounds. <laughs> that grave isn't gonna dig itself. Relax, I didn't come for that. You, a vampire hunter, came here to a vampire dumping ground for what? A nice evening stroll? I saw you from further up ahead. Thought I could help. <laughs> help! Oh, this will be fun. You should have walked away when you had the chance. There was a clearing about a mile back. Hmm? It looked new. Like no one had been there before. It looked like a good place to... To what? <laughs> to clear your plate. Why are you telling me this? Call it a... a freebie. Might want to get a move on, though. Storm's just about here. All right, all you blood fiends, addicts, and fanatics. I'm Jocelyn Mathers telling you to get ready for a ride on the dark side. Because on this episode of Behind the Screams, actor Cameron Jones is here to talk shop about our best baddie, Luther. Cameron, always good to see you here. Ah, it's good to be back. It's been a while. We've got plenty of time to catch up. But first things first, that last scene. Is this the budding of a bromance between Luther and Callum? You know, I'm not sure what's gotten into Callum lately. It's definitely messing with Luther's head, though. It's messing with my head, too. It has my ex's name written all over it. I'm starting to worry Warren is making room for a Ken in Season 6. Ah, uh, well, it wouldn't be the first time someone saw their ex portrayed as a villain on camera. You? I can see it. You've got to leave more broken hearts in your wake than Luther leaves bodies. A lot of Luther fans are voicing their suspicions of Callum's intentions after tonight's episode. Yeah, 
they're always looking out for Luther, which amazes me, considering how deep in their blood he'd be if they met him. Hey, in this business, evil is good. Plus, we all have our demons. I know this band of bloodliners does. Isn't that right, gang? But the warnings are flooding in. Tyrannosaurus Bex 7 warns simply, a clearing more like an ambush. An ambush is totally in Callum's wheelhouse. He's for sure a threat, and not knowing how to read him is leaving Luther vulnerable. But what if there's a more interesting angle? What if our hunter next door wants to take a walk on the dark side? Would Luther be able to share the stage like that? I want to say no, but if Callum's, like, truly all in on evil, maybe it would be to Luther's benefit to make some room. Talk about an epic team-up. more like an epic betrayal. What do you think that would mean for Bex? Oof. Oh, that would be devastating. Do you really think Luther would have it in him to use Bex's twin brother against her? He just might. Luther's definitely fascinated with Bex, but killing people and wreaking havoc is way more fascinating. Plus, turning her twin brother against her? That's the kind of mind games Luther lives for. But you do see how Bex and Luther's chemistry is at an all-time high, right? I mean, sure, there's been some tension between them. Some? Lutherina23 writes, If Bex and Luther become a thing, it won't matter because I'll have already exploded in anticipation. Cameron, people are exploding! (laughs) (laughs) Don't explode! (laughs) No, but Luther, though, would probably say otherwise. Guy's a big fan of blood and guts. It scares me to think of just how many fans would let him, as the kids seem to say, eviscerate them. That must be strange, being so evil and also the fan favorite. When your fans are mostly teenagers, yeah. Especially at first. I drink the blood of an entire family on set, go back to my dressing room, and find letters from fans asking me to prom. (laughs) I bet that took some getting used to. Yeah, but I've stopped trying to figure that one out. If they need Luther to be their evil outlet, he's happy to help. Thank God for that. Cameron. Jocelyn. You're an evil villain on a hit TV show. Your fans are even a little evil. So where do you find the time to be not so evil? Well, a lot of my non-evil time is spent in the gym. (laughs) These guys seem to appreciate it. The support is big, honestly. When we're filming, things can get a little tunnel vision-y, you know? The positive feedback totally makes it worth it. I try to balance it out. I go away whenever I can. I get out of town, disconnect. It's good. And work has its perks. Conventions, those are probably the coolest thing I get to do. They've definitely made a fan out of me. A man of the fans, is he not? Speaking of fans, there's someone here who could really use Luther's help. All right, I'm ready for it. Zentric Block from Jupiter, Florida, are you out there? 
Hi, everybody. I'm Zentric. Zentric came to us with a question we felt only Luther could answer. All right. What do you got? Okay. So, in Season 4, Episode 6, when Luther fights Count Visceral, that guy who left the Order and formed the Blood Cloaks, what did Luther use to stab his heart? Mmm. I get this one a lot, actually. There was a battle in Season 2. Two, episode three, I think, where Bex is defending the town of Stony Spring from being overrun by blood cloaks. At the very last moment, a bonesmith named Havar made a knife out of tiger bone that was strong enough to pierce scale skin, ultimately saving the town. That knife was on Bex's nightstand for two seasons until Luther stole it in the beginning of season four after hearing Bex mention its ability. Whoa, so... Okay, that's exactly what I said to my friend Kevin. But he kept saying I was wrong because the knife never received the anti-blessing needed to kill blood cloaks. Well, Zentric, you tell your friend Kevin, weapons made of tiger bone are deadly on their own and don't require anti-blessings. Sick! Kevin's gonna himself when I tell him Luther said he was wrong. We love a good bleep here on Behind the Screams, isn't that right? Now, Cameron, you were recently spotted performing at a fundraiser for theaters in New York. You aren't cheating on bloodlines, are you? (laughs) Never. I got my start out there and met some great friends who helped me out when I was getting started. Might one of these friends be your boss? Let me guess. Morin's here. He is! Mr. Bloodlines himself, Warren Young! Looking sharp as always, Warren. Please, have a seat. Hi, Jocelyn. I appreciate you having me back. How could we not? You've got to be the most exciting guest we've ever had. No offense, Cameron. None taken. I didn't throw a chair across the room to earn that title. I didn't uh, throw a chair. It just kind of left my hands as I was shaking it to emphasize a point. But it seems uh, this one is bolted to the ground. We figured it might be for the best. Now, Warren, you know Cameron pretty well, yes? Oh, I know Cameron. Okay, so then take us back. Early days in New York. Who was Cameron Jones, the starving actor, before we knew him as Luther? Before Luther? Cam was just about everything else. A dishwasher, dog walker, prolific couch surfer, and, of course, a bartender. He had his best run with being a simulated patient. A simulated patient? I was basically a test patient for med students. I died a lot, (laughs) but they usually got the hang of it by graduation. Also, just to be clear, I was doing more than just working odd jobs. Well, yeah, you were acting. No, well, yes, obviously, but I was having fun. The odd jobs let me experience humanity in such a different way. I saw people like you being eaten up by your office jobs, and I was like, nope, not me. (laughs) Warren Young, was New York a struggle for you too? I wasn't struggling. 
I had a normal desk job that very normally crept into my time to write, sleep, and sometimes eat.、Mm. He wouldn't hear one word about going back to bartending. I wanted crazy, unreasonable things like health insurance and stability. Which I get. There were a couple times where I was like, should I get a desk job? But then I thought about having my brain scrambled by a screen all day and felt like it might not be for me. I think if you were maybe less of a good person, you'd have had it much easier. Half the bars we went to back then were filled with people willing to pay your rent in an hour if you let them. This audience is about to pay your rent through the year. <laughs> Please. The way they pay us, we're talking about the next few years at least. As long as they're happy, that's what we care about, right? Oh, I think they're happy. You don't foam at the mouth like that if you aren't. Now you two, your friends, your coworkers, a lot of people would consider that to be a pretty sweet gig, huh? Oh, for sure. I mean, who wouldn't want to work with one of their best friends? Having Cam around is one of the best parts of going to work, and. I try to limit playing the boss card to only several times a day. Yeah, that's the thing. We have fun, but we're still at work. What are we gonna do? Bring a beer funnel to a table read? And if I let Cam funnel beers, then I have to let everyone funnel beers. And don't even get me started on keg stands. Chaos. And knowing Warren's schedule, he doesn't really have time for that. I have no time. I need everyone bright-eyed and sober. Mm. It took a little while, but going to work sober eventually grew on me too. Now, guys, if it were up to me, we'd be here all night. But we are unfortunately just about out of time. Let's hear it one more time for my guests, Cameron Jones and Warren Young. Anything you two can tell us about next week's episode before we go? Luther's definitely going to be on the lookout for more weird behavior from Callum. Yeah, things are really going to heat up next week. It would be a shame to miss it. Well, you heard it here first. Next week's bloodlines is going to be a big one, and when all is said and dead, we'll be back to dissect every last bit of flesh with all of you right here on Behind the Screams. <laughs> This episode of Behind the Screams was written by Matthew Riccardi and directed by Marissa Tandon. It featured Dallas Seeker as Luther and Cameron, Torian Brackett as Callum, Madison Garris as Jocelyn, and Alex Bankier as Warren and Zentric. Sound design is by Newton Shottlecotty. To keep up with our show, follow us on social media at That Vamp Show or join us on our website at tandonproductions.com. 